This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hey, Claude, over there in the PNW. How are you? PN dubs. I hate when like, okay, so we had a false start. Jackie and I were recording already for like four minutes, but then we decided like our interface wasn't great. Um, And I hate just being fraudulent with you, you know, like having a conversation. We are sisters. That's like what's so great about our brand. We're so authentic. And now I'm out here just like lying. Uh, What do you need to lie about? Like I just asked you how you're doing. (laughs) No, I know. I just knew we were going to go back into like, how's Seattle? No, no. All the stuff that happened, those four minutes gone, never to be seen again, like not meant to be. Uh, just look inward and let me know how you're doing. Looking inward, I'm doing well. You sound like you're not doing well. You sound like you're doing worse. Yeah, so I've been sick all week. I'm very nasally right now. Like now I'm just like in a sneezy phase, which is annoying and annoying for, you know, my podcasting business. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I am feeling much better than I was like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like I had a really high fever. Um, But now I'm I'm pretty much okay aside from like these residual sniffles, which... Yeah, let's talk about last week, which was so crazy. You know, we had this whole week planned. Uh Uh-huh. And it was blown to smithereens. No, let's talk about the fact that we're both sick as dogs with pretty much the same thing, I think. Yeah. Miles and miles apart, even though we're miles apart. Miles apart. Literally. We're literally, we're digitally contagious. I hope the listeners aren't sick. Jackie. We're viral. (laughs) (laughs) We're very, very viral. So thanks to everyone for being patient with us last week. Jackie turned it out on Tuesday, even though she was on death's door. Wednesday, we made it work with Shannon. Thursday, we had planned on taking off for personal reasons. And then Friday, we just both like were on death's door. Yeah, we were both unwell. And what's really annoying for me is that, so I am feeling better today-ish. Like I've I'm, I'm been on the men the last few days. Now I've thrown my neck out in such Ooh. a way. Like I actually am in so much pain. When I take Advil, it's a little better. But like I was giving Harry lunch and it was the most painful experience of my life. Just like sitting there trying to give him a sp- like it was horrible. No, and that's like what that's a crazy thing about motherhood. It's like okay, so I'm let's say I have strep. I'm not gonna go into work today. But like, as you can't take a day off. No, there's no days off. And what's crazy is like I'm sick and my back is out. Yet I'm still cooking like three meals a day. Technically, right. it's also so funny how I make Harry like. As gourmet as I can for every meal, I always like do three, three food groups, you know, right? like, cause that's also how the plate looks. So I do three things for each meal. One of them is always a pouch cause they're wonderful from once upon a farm, but the other two are always like semi homemade Sandra Lee style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy how like he eats more gourmet than I do. Like last night I made him fresh blended avocado with freshly pureed carrots that like required boiling and everything in a pouch and for myself I made like frozen fake chicken nuggets (laughs) stop no but by the way I feel like like that's parenthood like Theo is in the best shape of his life Mm -hmm. eats organic and like I'm a slob yeah and I just feel like that's how it's done yeah no it's really crazy like back in the day if my back was out like you couldn't catch me getting out of bed making even like a bowl of chips like chili now I'm like 
cooking, cleaning, just with, like with my back out. What can you right. do? Right. No, that's so, that's wild. Um, and the annoying thing about being sick like this is like I went to the doctor, like she's like thinks I'm faking, you know, like yeah, there's technically nothing wrong. She's like, it's just, you know, it's viral. Like it's going around. Yeah, that's like very, you know, nurse's office back in the day, like yes. showing up. My head hurts. You're fine. No, go back to by class, wench. But by the way, I was faking <laughs> anyway. Of course you were. Of course you were. I um, wonder so- how school nurses suss out the fakes from the reels. No, and it must be really tough because, like, you don't want that on your hands. Like, a kid who's actually sick is, like, miserable <laughs> getting all the other kids sick. But I guess if the kid really has, like, no fever, like, not swollen tonsils, like, there's a mil- – like, I mean, I guess, though, if the kid, like, has the notovirus. Yeah, you know. Or no, you don't. Because- it's true. But I also feel like – I don't know. I, 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 it's really true what you said. I feel like back in the day, though, like you have no symptoms. You know, you're a big fact fake. But yeah. today, like I do feel like there's more invisible illnesses. For sure. So like I think being a nurse today is much more complicated than it was back in the day. I, like in a school nurse sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Shout out to the school nurses who are, who are like really ciphering the real ones from the fake ones. No, so true. And I actually feel like being a school nurse is like a super fun job. Like the school nurse always had snacks. Like if you had a bellyache, she'd give you saltines. Okay, she had saltines. A delicious snack if you bring your own peanut butter. Also, like other members of staff can have snacks and they don't have to be in a room that smells like antiseptic that makes okay. them not want to eat their delicious food. No, that's an extremely valid point. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> No, and then like you're probably always getting sick. That too. You have like, but an that's just nursing in general. Steel. No, but these kids are disgusting. I mean, the illness you have totally came from like Michaela, right? I don't know how it traveled here. We th- there's like it's possible it came from Kayla. There are many theories. There's many theories. I don't want to blame it on the K. Uh, she's a sweet. But it girl. was her. She's a sweet girl. She's a good kid. She is a good kid. These kids are good. The other good news about me being sick all week is that I have watched so much TV. I have Mm. caught up on everything that everyone has wanted me to watch. And I just want to run through it really quickly because I feel really passionately about a lot of the things that I watched. First, I caught up on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I'm so glad that I did. I'm all caught up. I I watched from... in the beginning of the season, I skipped episodes while we were still doing recaps. So, like, I don't know why Crystal was crying in Mexico and, like, what else happened in Mexico. It's so irrelevant. Okay, great. But starting around, like, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I picked back up and I'm all caught up and I have so many thoughts and I'm really glad that we'll be able to recap it because it's about to get really interesting. So, Okay, really so it sounds like that. we're going to have a heavy TV recap today, which is good because we've kind of been neglecting the TV recap. So perhaps mm-hmm. I'll shift Unburden Yourselves to Tuesday's episode when we're back together on video. How does that sound? I love that. Honestly, okay. I'm not ready to shoulder the burden today. So, And by the way, today's TV recap, unfortunately, will not have House of the Dragon. We are recording this um, on Sunday because I'm in Seattle. I have a show tonight. So we'll, we'll take, we are pretty good about House of the Dragon. Like, we'll get you your recap. We will. I'm really excited to watch it. Then after Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I caught up on Only Murders in the Building. I watched the whole second season. I hadn't started the second season, watched it all, loved it. Um, So many thoughts whenever we do recap it. I also watch, and I'm dying for you to watch, Manti Teo Untold, The Girlfriend Who Never Existed. I'm so not okay over this story. Like, it was one of those documentaries that just had immense power you. sticks with you and I and I hope has a really positive outcome and like changes Manti's life in the reverse way that that this situation changed his life 10 years ago because oh my it's God, like stop I'm gonna cry so fucking fucked Claudia you have to watch it okay I will Olivia's been like ragging on me like she's like you have to watch it so it's on my list of things to do okay then I also watched um, Tell Me Lies, which is this new Hulu show that's based on a book. And it's so good. There's only four episodes, so that was a little frustrating. But I'm glad to be in it, to be a part of something like we'll be watching every Wednesday at midnight when the episodes drop. If you haven't started and you were thinking about it, it's so good. Like, it's just good shit. Good college. Love that. Romantic stuff. Then I weirdly watched The Queen with Harlan Mirren because I was missing my girl. 
And I you know love what I love Harrelin Mirren. You know what I noticed? Like all of this sickness what? for us, like started on the day that the Queen passed, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Oh, it's sympathy, sympathy illness. Yeah, sympathy pains. Did you see Matt Smith did an interview on the Today Show? I did, and he said that he knows someone who sat next to Prince Philip at a meal, and surmise that Prince Philip did not watch The Crown, but the Queen used to set up a projector on Sunday nights to watch it. Uh, yeah, and, but it's like they bulk drop the episodes. Why is she only giving herself one You know, I was thinking that too, that that might be like a fault in his story because it's not an episodic show. Yeah, but she's not like a binge watcher. She's, she's, she's busy too. She's busy and I don't see her like binging anything. She's very regimented. So maybe she spliced it up for herself in a very responsible way. Put herself on that a schedule. Would be on, that would be like, you know, really on brand for Queen to be like organized and even with her content. Yeah. I, have you ever seen the movie The Queen with Helen Mirren? No. Uh, it's about like the day, the week after Diana dies. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like everything that happens in the movie is exactly what happened in real life. Like oh, they really? had fucking ring cameras around the property because. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it was really good. It also made me really miss Prince Philip. He's so funny. I've been on like a Matt Smith tear because I've just become obsessed with him from Game of Thrones. And of course, I know that he was Prince Philip, but like he didn't do it for me as Prince Philip. But I still went down this like little rabbit hole. Did you know he dated Lily James for five years? I knew that because I follow you on Instagram and I was very grateful to have seen that. I was shocked. I mean, apparently he's been like way famous since before we knew him because he was in Doctor Who, which is like the show with a cult following that I've never watched. Um, But for me, like I really became invested in the Game of Thrones era of his career. Um, and I just didn't know that he dated Lily James, Lady Rose, for five years. That's, I'm here for that. It's funny I'm here how, for that like, too. when you're in Downton Abbey or The Crown, like, those actors, they just, like, recycle through. Um, they exist in the same universe. Yeah, there's a few t- big roles that you can get. And Game of Thrones, actually, I feel like most of the Game of Thrones actors and actresses are, like, not new, but... Unknown to us, American yes. swine girlies. Like, if you watch, swine. <laughs> like if you watch a lot of British stuff, like maybe you know them. But if you just watch, you know the usual shit, you probably don't yet. Um, so that's why it's cool that he's from the Crown. Even when I was watching the Queen, the guy who plays Prince Charles plays King David, Edward. You know Wallace Simpson and mm-hmm. Edward. Uh, Plays him in the crown. So they're just like, and then he played Charles later in life. No, it's actually nice that they pool, like they pick from the same pool of actors. It just feels consistent. It feels like it actually is no, the and Royals. Like they're actually related. And they're growing up, you know, like Charles then played Edward, you know? Yes, they're growing up. And it's like, so, he does look like his grandpa. Right, because they're the same actor. Right. Um. So we'll do a full like Real Housewives recap after the Fast Five, Correct. And we have a lot to catch up on because we didn't do a show Thursday or Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could we could get into some stuff. My mind is just like I've so I've, I'm so caught up. Like it's crazy. Who is she? You just want to like vomit it out. Yeah, but now I'm feeling shy about my thoughts. Oh, she's shy. She's so shy. But it's a Monday. I haven't been on the show since Tuesday, and I promised you we're giving you Queen news till the end of September, and I've got a lot to catch you guys up on. So, Jesus. Okay. Excuse me. How many stories are queen related? It's only one story a day with a, maybe a couple subsets. Okay, I am getting over it. Like I have to let you know. Deal with it. Like unless there's actually something. Yeah, there is. You. Okay. There's the rudeness like towards the queen. And no, that She's doesn't mean I don't still vomiting. respect She's and vomiting. honor the queen, but like. It's a little, like, overkill. I, I haven't done a show since Tuesday, so people have no idea what's going on. Oh, that's true. Um, And also, by the time you're listening to this, the funeral will have happened. So mm-hmm. we will recap that tomorrow. Great. Are you going to try and watch still, or are you reneging on that, too? I'm not reneging. <laughs> My God, it's going to be 2 in the morning here. I've been working non-fucking-stop. I'm sick. Like, can I live? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, should we jump right in? Yeah. Unless you have more that you want to update us with? 
No, I've just been like busy, busy, working, traveling, driving, flying, planes, trains, automobiles. Great show in Portland last night. I'm really excited. We're like big in Seattle. I don't know if you know that. That's I love that for us. They have like the yes, well, I'm thrilled. Weather. Totally. Even it's, though I have not stepped foot outside because I'm just like seeing the PNW from the inside of my hotel room. I'm just I'm too sick and I don't have like if I have any energy, I need to preserve it for my show. You know what the official food of Seattle should be? Chili. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Because it's I literally like couldn't always, agree more. It's always chilly weather there. No, because it's chilly outside. Oh, and because it like the rain makes you want to make a chili. No, and like the weather is is chilly. No, like, I got that. Okay. <laughs> but like you look outside no. and you're like, oh my god, I want to cultivate a vibe, make a chili. Where's my le creuset? <laughs> Where are my beans? I'm gonna have red beans for dinner. How was Thrice when you left him back in New York? Oh my god, I had a dream that I came home and Theo was stabbed in my bathtub. You know, Bruno's here today and he really didn't need to hear that. It was so upsetting. I woke up so early, even though I'm like totally sleep deprived. I like I, I didn't have to wake up. I got to Seattle at like one o'clock last night. So I went to bed at like two and I'm like, great. I don't have to do anything till sound check at like five o'clock. I could sleep till noon. Like, of course, I woke up at 830 because I had a fucking nightmare. Damn. I'm sorry. It was devastating. But it turns out like whoever stabbed Thea, I never found out who it was because I woke up. They were just playing with my mind because it was a very shallow stab and he was totally fine. Even though like I got into the bathtub and like grabbed him because I thought he was dead and I was going to like say my goodbyes. But he's literally like. That's so. He lives. That's so Theo. He's a survivor. He's a survivor. That is so Theo. That's so Theo. Okay. Well, I'm glad he's doing well in real life. And without further ado. Here are the Where best. Where are you? Oh. Bruno's with his mommy. Stunning. Yep. Bruno's in the studio today. It's been about two weeks since he, I actually tricked him because it's like not normal time that we're recording. So he didn't know he was about to get stuck in the room with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad for it. And I'm feeling really grateful. And Bruno, mommy loves you so, even though you don't want to. It was an there. ambush. You're like the Bobby Flay of South Florida. Yeah, I'm ambushing Bruno into po- into a podcast off. You're Jackie flow <laughs> okay <laughs> With, without further ado, do, 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 do here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast and today's episode is brought to you by fashion pass so we know a lot of toasters already know and love fashion pass but it is truly the steamiest clothing rental service out there you're gonna get unlimited rentals for one flat price their clothes are everything of the sort to put it simply and you save so much money because you're not buying clothes all the time what I think really separates Fashion Pass from the other rental services is like their clothes are are actually cute. Like they're not grandma selects, you know, overstock items from other stores. They're good stuff, stuff that's being sold right now. They have For Love and Lemons. You know, you you guys know we love Show Me Your Moo Moo. Free People, Amanda Uprichard. So if you hate spending $200 on one outfit that you take a picture of and really can never wear again, you should definitely look into clothing rental and you should definitely look into Fashion Pass. They have a bunch of different plans. We're on the Trendsetter plan where you get to pick three clothing items and two accessories on every order and then you can switch out your items as many times a month as you want. So once you wear something, send it back and get something new so you can be stunning 24-7. Really the best part of it is that you, if you rent something that you fall in love with, you can actually buy it directly from Fashion Pass but you're going to get a huge discount. It can be anywhere from 30 to 60% off. It's a totally better option than constantly shopping. And of course, it's more sustainable. We have a special discount code for the toasters. If you go to fashionpass.com, use the promo code toast at checkout, you'll get $40 off your first month. So you can try it for just $39. It's unlimited rentals for just $39 with code toast. When you go to fashionpass.com, don't miss out on that. Today's episode is also brought to you by Peak. Did you know that most moisturizers don't actually hydrate your skin? They simply seal the outer layer of your skin to prevent your internal moisture from leaking out. So if you don't already have enough hydration inside your skin, topical creams are not going to help you a whole lot. And that's why Peak's BT Fountain is the first skincare that you can drink. It actually makes so much sense when you think about it. When I first tried Peak, I'm like, oh, this is unique. Peak is unique New York. Um, But it actually makes a ton of sense because the best way to hydrate is really from the inside out. It enhances and boosts your internal moisture production and 
preservation for results in less than 30 days. I have been on peak for a few weeks. I've definitely noticed a huge boost in hydration. I did it before I went on tour because when I spend a lot of time on planes, my skin is really prone to getting like crusty and flaky and it just sucks and there's not a lot I can do about it and my makeup doesn't sit well on my skin. Um, but I love Peak. I think the ceramides that visibly reduce fine lines and increase skin elasticity really set it apart from other products. The hyaluronic acid increases skin moisture content and the electrolytes provide deep cellular hydration. It can also um, help dispel brain fog because the electrolytes are an essential part of your nutrient process. They're severely depleted of electrolytes, and that's why we have brain fog, and we can make we can become irritable in the afternoons. It's, of course, non-GMO, it's gluten-free, and it's vegan, and they have a delicious yuzu berry flavor. You cannot stop drinking it. Neither can I. Peak is offering a limited-time offer just for our listeners. Get 15% off plus free shipping for life when you subscribe at peaklife.com slash toast. So peak is spelled P-I-Q-U-E. So that's P-I-Q-U-E life, L-I-F-E dot com slash toast. Use code toast for 5% off site-wide, 15% off, excuse me. That's code toast, T-O-A-S-T for 15% off site-wide, peaklife.com slash toast. Great. Thank you so much, Claudia. You're welcome. Our first story, Queen Elizabeth's top secret letter is locked in a vault until 2085. I need to know. I know, but here's the thing. It's like not what you think it is at all, but it gets you okay. thinking about what you think it is. Two things. Let's just talk about this one letter. Queen Elizabeth penned a top secret letter to residents of Sydney, Australia, and it won't be opened until the year 2085. Wait, what? <laughs> wait. I thought it was literally going to be like, of I course. think Charles is a moron. Megan, Justice for Meghan Markle. Like I'm... No, of course, that's what you think it is. But no, she composed the letter back in 1986 to celebrate the restoration of the city's Queen Victoria building that same year. The building which... (laughs) No, this is fraudulence and clickbait. Like, I saw this thing going around and I was like, oh, I wonder what's in it. I didn't read the article. I was just like, oh, that's so classic then. Like, we'll find out what she really thought of everything when we're 80. I know. And that's really what I thought. And I actually was like kept up at night thinking like, Right. I need to live until 2085. I need to know what the queen thought. Like, I thought it was going to be a letter that's like, here's what I no. actually thought about Harry and Meghan leaving. Here's what I think about Jackie, Charles. I've literally been going to the gym since I heard about this to try and increase my longevity. <laughs> like, that's, I'm shocked. No, or it's like if I was passing away, like, I would beg them to show me yeah, the letter. Yeah, let me. Like, I, go. Uh, I was literally going to reach out to Nicolas Cage and have him steal the Declaration of Independence. Like, I'm shocked. I know. And then it got me thinking, because obviously, like, this Queen Victoria building letter isn't it. But do you think that there is anywhere with the Queen's real thoughts and feelings? Or did she take that shit to the grave? No, I'm sure it's in the hearts and minds of her loved ones. Like, I'm sure, you know, her close confidants, like, know what she thought about about people and things in the world. I think that she, like, writes diaries. Mm -hmm. I think that... It's on paper somewhere because you have to like I think she thinks of herself as just like a piece of history. And if you think back to all the kings and queens that like came before her, we do have their diaries. We know like a lot of their personal thing like life. We know about their personal life, not in the way that their contemporaries did, but only because we found out later on, you know? I mean, that's like such an invasion of privacy. But no, but I think no, she like, like writes everything with the intention of it becoming public one Going day. Like, public. I've read so many, you know, snippets of Queen uh, Victoria's letters. The time that she was writing them, her co- constituents didn't know what she was writing, but now, like, little old me does 100 no, years later. No, and I get it for the purpose of history, but just the sheer concept that, like, when you go to museums, not even the royals, just historical figures in general, when you go to museums, they have, like, letters, love letters, diary entries. It's like, um, historians deserve privacy, too. Yeah, but don't you think some people, like the Queen, write it with... With the knowledge. The knowledge that it will one day be read. For sure, but, like, that knowledge wasn't afforded to the first people who had their diary entries revealed. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, it just... I I really do hope that she left a little something for... for the crown writers when they get up to modern day. She didn't. I don't think she did because that's the whole point of the queen is like you're not supposed to know what she thinks. She's not a political person. Like she's supposed to be this neutral girly and that's what she was and I don't think she's going to change that. Yes, but I think in like 
many, many years when it no longer matters what is happening today. Like we will get information about stuff just based on diaries, you know, NDAs expiring, palace officials. Like just recently something came out um, from the diary of the doctor who was her dad's doctor. Uh-huh. That he, um, that the king was like, uh, euthanized like he did when he passed away like he was no intentionally like he was given a lethal shot right 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 that just came out but at the time no one knew that because the doctor's diaries are now out i'm sure we'll learn more about her i'm sure it will not be for an extremely long time i hope we're still alive i hope i'm still alive like really that that crushes me like i don't have fomo but like future generations like knowing intimate insights into what's going on with the royal family today like kills me no Jax, because then like you'll be in heaven chilling with the queen like you'll know and i can just ask her myself right like straight up straight from the source straight from the horse's mouth no i'll probably still be standing in line like in our next story subset b david beckham who gets emotional after waiting in line for 12 hours to mourn queen elizabeth ii this was really sweet David Beckham got emotional saying goodbye to the Queen after waiting in line for over 12 hours to pay his respects to the late monarch. The British soccer star was snapped, wiping away tears inside Westminster Hall on Friday. He was also seen burying his head in his hands as he stood with other mourners. He appeared to have lined up without his famous family at 2 a.m. on Friday morning and waited over 12 hours to see the Queen lying in state. He didn't seem to mind the intention he got in line and allegedly even brought a bunch of lucky fans donuts to keep them energized as they Uh waited in line. This was really, really cute because can he also just, you know, skip the line? I'm sure he could have called someone up and like gotten special treatment. But like the fact that like he wasn't making it about him makes me like him so much. And, you know, I think of David Beckham as a lot of things like stud, soccer player, Mr. Victoria. Um, But I always like, not that I forget, but I don't like think of him first and foremost as a dad. (laughs) And... This is, like, so something someone's dad does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, pee dad energy. It really is. And it's just, like, he's such a Brit. Like, just standing there with his compatriots. Yeah, I mean, with when, love when we were queen. talking last week about, like, the group of celebrities in the UK that always get invited to royal functions, it's literally the Beckhams and Elton John. Like, they're up there. So if he wanted to just, like, walk in, cut the line – They would have arranged it for him. And it just makes me think of him as like this nice Hamish, down to earth, salt of the earth kind of guy. Totally. And there is going to be like a really big reception for heads of state, big wigs, medium wigs, everyone. And they're calling Mm -hmm. it the reception of the century, Daily Mail. And I have to imagine like David and Victoria would be invited to that. Right. But it's just nice to know that like even if they weren't, like they still – they're just like, they're just citizens, you know? They're just UK citizens. They really are. It's I thought it was a really, really cute story. And it's one more. It was more, very sweet. Not that we're keeping score, but it's one more point in the David and Victoria versus Brooklyn and Nicola right. column. Right. Even though, like, you know, Nicola claims there's nothing there, I'm just not believing her. No. Everything that Nicola and Brooklyn do, I'm just like, there's drama. They walk down the no, aisle. At, they walk down the runway for, like, Vogue World or whatever drama like Vogue World actually looked really sick yeah it looked pretty like fun considering it's about right yeah no like Serena Williams was iconic Lil Nas X was iconic I feel like they did a pretty good job when Vogue for some reason like especially in the last couple of years like I don't even associate Vogue with Fashion Week even though they're like the number one fashion magazine in the world you know yeah no it was giving like fashions night out a little bit yeah but like in a cute way I feel like for so long Vogue was like so anti like digital anti-influencer like and now they're like finally catching up and like inviting like young people to their events like even like Met Gala vibes and I feel like it's 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 working for them I thought that was like a cool event good for them it's hard to stand out when like every brand is like doing the most during fashion week it's also quite hard to stand out when you were born (laughs) to fit in in. (laughs) yeah I couldn't agree more (laughs) that's not the quote um, anyways, that's your queen news for the day. Well, it depends who day. you're talking to. <laughs> this is true. It could be the quote. That's your queen news for the day. I hope it was handleable for you. No, it was good. It was good. And I do hope one day we get the queenie letters. 
<laughs> you don't touch the queeny ladders. <laughs> Love. It. That was a good reference. Really top 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 notch. Ten out of Thank ten. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll I'll leave it at that for the day. You're welcome. Next up, hot new couple alert. Kanye West and Candace Swanepoel are dating. Page Six is told that Kanye is indeed dating Candace Swanpole, but sources also tell Page Six it's not exactly true love. In fact, they say it's BS to shill sunglasses. Conveniently, mm-hmm. Candace is, the, they say that it's the PR thing for his sunglasses. <clears throat> oh, his sunglasses. Right, right, yeah. right. Conveniently, Candace is the face of Yeezy Gap sunglasses and the pair party together at a New York Fashion Week event, and it's not lost in the marketing savvy Kanye that a well-publicized romance would do wonders for the brand's profile. That's page six's words, and I and I disagree with them. So do I. Kanye is like, he's nuts, but he's not, he doesn't do that. And he doesn't no. need Candace Swanepoel to make him, like, famous or relevant. Like, or to sell his farts, sunglasses. And there's backlash. No, and... He puts out like literal rags and people like can't stop buying it. I don't think he needs help selling his sunglasses. I don't think he needs to be in a PR relationship. Me neither. Um, though, now I'm thinking back to Julia Fox. And that wasn't a PR mm-hmm. relationship, but it also wasn't like true love either. No, but it was just like a relationship. I don't think, I think Kanye is definitely like a business focused person and, you know, he wants to sell and he's a marketer, but I don't think he really takes that to his relationships, honestly. I think his relationships sometimes, and especially these days, just become about like what, like someone being his muse and it's just like them spending all their time together and it's not necessarily like they're dating or, what, or in love, but it's just like a, it's bubbling over from his creative process. Like I feel like she's yeah. his muse right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I don't see that as something he does. Like, and I'm always skeptical of relationships because I think like so many celebrities are always being fraudulent. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't see this. I don't agree with Page Six's take at all. So do you think they're um, OTP? Actually. No. No, I don't. But I, I'm very much here for this. Like, I think they're a cute I think they're couple. probably like hooked up. It's fashion week, you know, shit's wild. People are tired. They probably hooked up. Maybe they're going out like a fling. I don't think it's the end all be all. I think it's great for her. I think it's great for him. And it's fun. Anything can happen during fashion week. So true. It's just like draft day. A hundred percent. Ugh, draft day. I was triggered watching Manti Teo. He had a really Uh, not. He had a hard draft day? He had a hard draft day. And it's because anything Mm. could happen. And and that's like anything you think of anything can happen. Anything, anything can happen. happen. You think when you think anything could happen, you think it's obviously like positive, but there's there's negatives too. So I mean, for sure. For sure. Are you ready for, for sure. our next story? A little legal news. Yes. Kim Kardashian and Scott Disick have been sued for over $40 million over alleged Instagram scam. I want to get your thoughts on this. Kim and Scott are being sued for $40 million for promoting luxe prizes on Instagram that are allegedly part of a fake lottery scam. People who entered the contests were allegedly promised a chance at winning items such as a first class ticket to L.A. or a three night stay in Beverly Hills and even $100,000. Sources close to the company that organizes these lotteries called Curated Businesses, which sounds like an extremely fake business, told TMZ on Thursday that there have been legitimate winners and that they have the paperwork to prove it. However, the plaintiffs claim the lo- claim in the lawsuit that Kim and Scott and Curated Businesses organized, organized the contest to allegedly sell their personal information to advertisers, according to TMZ. They claim they have been invaded by hundreds of advertisers, some of which are soliciting the plaintiffs with potentially offensive and unwanted contact content. Scott is allegedly the main organizer of the lotteries and celebrities like Kim, her family members, Chloe, Courtney, Chris, and Kylie have helped promote it to their millions of followers on Instagram. But do they this, own the company? I don't know what their relationship is, but I do feel like it's Scott's relationship. And he was like yeah. going to them for like a long mm-hmm. time, probably about it. And eventually the money was right. And so they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one of those things. It's like now that it's in writing like this, I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, what the fuck is that well, shit? No, for, by the way, we've always known that those giveaways were fucking weird. No, I knew. And we like knew that kind they were of like beneath a, them. Yes. And like a janky way to make money. Mm-hmm. 
and that they didn't need to resort to those things. But never did I think like it would be like an illegal scam. And now that you think about it, it's like they do so many of them. We've never heard from anyone being like, oh my God, I won. Like, you know, I was watching, I think it was Heather McDonald saying like, you know, someone could have won and like made a TikTok video. Like I won $100,000 from Kim Kardashian's giveaway. Here's what I got. Like it's reminding me of that McDonald's scam, McMillions. Yeah, but also what's fucked about it, and I think part of the reason why, like, a lot of people have had, like, a bad taste in their mouth about it is, like, because of the tax positioning it puts the person in. Like, you have to pay tax even if you get something for free, and not even on the money, on the bags. So it's like you're winning something that's going to cost you money that you don't have. Okay, but, like, if you even won it, I want to hear from anyone who's in this tax situation because they won something. Okay, I remember like a few years ago, like some Instagram account did a deep dive and I remember them perhaps finding at least one person who won. But you're right, like if they're doing it as frequently as they are, like there aren't more people like posting that they won, making TikToks totally. And you it's know, always we have, been like, like this, this was the least shocking thing, by the way. No, it's, it's so obvious, but I, I, I always like when I watch American Greed, I'm like, I wonder what's like the next sort of thing, like, or what's something that's like hiding in plain sight that's like fraudulent, such these things. These things. Yeah, no. This th- and th- this is just so bizarre and I'm sure they're all like fucking annoyed at Scott cuz like yeah. he begged him to they begged him, <laughs> he begged he begged them to do it and now they're like being dragged and like have a fucking lawsuit on their hands and like I get them being justifiably annoyed. Yeah. So we'll see maybe it's not fraudulent but it just it feels like but the it thing is. is and people have I, said I was who- never under the assumption that they owned the company. I thought it was no. like definitely something Scott <clears throat> like helps them with and like maybe he knew the guy who owned it. I thought that they didn't own the company and if they don't like they bear no responsibility. Like if you did a, a partnership with, you know, Skims, I don't know why. Like if you did a partnership with LG and LG got sued by someone, like that has no bearing on you. Yeah, well, it reminds me of Fire Festival and all the people who posted about yeah. it who like, you know, they're that's true. I don't know if they were held liable in any way, but just um, when you're advertising something and it's false advertising. Yeah, no, that's it's true. It's definitely a big question. But why the Kardashians won't suffer and perhaps why they might not be caring about this is like celebrities of all kind, even most influencers, you have insurance for all of your brand deals. Like if you're a touring comedian, you have insurance if somebody trips and breaks their neck at a show they can't sue you. You have a brand deal, you get insurance, you have like general liability insurance. So they won't be hit financially, even if they lose. They have insurance for sure. Yeah. And I don't think that they're part of the, they own this business like in any way. I just, I think it's Kim, Scott and the business are named in the suit. Also from what I've seen. Scott might, might own the business, like a part of it. What I've seen from people who have entered is that like you get so much spam afterwards and it's giving Jen it's giving Jen Shaw that's not illegal selling information I mean yeah like data harvesting that's an industry right like you it's unethical but like you sign up for Nordstrom Nordstrom sends your sells your data they give your first name last name location birthday gender all that stuff that's yeah, just the someone, world we live in. Selling someone, information is annoying, but it's not illegal. Someone sold the Redhead's e- email address. and oh, I, it's on everyone. It's unusable now. I tell, have to start Tell everyone new. what happened. Well, you have to make a new email. The Redhead's at gmail.com is like not going to work. Yeah, yeah, because like the inbox is like all this spam from like naughtychats.com and like the AARP. <laughs> at first I thought someone was fucking with me because I started getting emails from the AARP and I was like, oh, someone like put our email address in for this. But then there was a first name that everything was addressed to. So I was like, oh, whoever it is, like they just spelled their email address wrong. So now I'm on this one email list where they put their address in wrong. I, and I felt bad. I unsubscribed as much as I could. But now it's like floods of clear cut spam. And like someone made a profile on like naughty chats or what. I, I don't know. But I think it's the end of the Redhead's email address. So I'll have to make something That's devastating. New. It's devastating. That's, so I feel for these people whose email addresses, like, at what been point, hacked. but, like, all of my email addresses, not all, some t- more than others, but, like, really a lot of them get so much fucking spam. Like, yeah, how much spam do you get until you start a new email address? Like, why do I have hundreds of, like, emails a day in my phone inbox that, like, are, I'm not looking at, you know? You know I mean, I guess, I guess it's just, like, how attached to the email account are you? Are you waiting for an email from a long lost lover? Like then you're never going to give it up. But if if yeah. eventually like less and less important shit is coming through to this account, you're happy to give it up. Yeah. 
That's so true. Speaking of a letter from a long lost lover, did you see this TikTok about Camilla and Charles's relationship being the same as the notebook? Yes, I did. I thought that was a brilliant take. I thought so too. Very compelling. And it's actually exactly what we were saying last week that Camilla and Charles, though they're not for everyone, when you boil it down, it's quite a romantic story, much like the notebook. Yeah. No, and like you can acknowledge that with while still having sympathy for what Diana had to go through because she was really just a pawn and she got used and thrown out like yesterday's trash. Like you can still think that like they should have been married and they are OTP and like they have a beautiful love story while also acknowledging all the people's lives they ruined on their way to each other. Yeah, yeah. And I really believe partially it wasn't their fault. Definitely Charles could have handled it better and not been a four-year-old about it. But no, there are a lot of similarities. I saw that TikTok of the girl making the comparison. Like if you're going to romanticize and glorify Noah and Allie, then you have to do the same to Charles and Camilla because it's literally the same thing. Yeah. Damn. Mic drop. Mic drop. Are you ready for our next story? I am. You're just ready just like that. Yeah, I'm ready just like that. (laughs) (laughs) I have a plan. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, next story, Blake Lively is pregnant and she's slamming the paparazzi while sharing her pregnancy news alongside some candid photos. So Blake Lively posted to Instagram, here are photos of me pregnant in real life. So the 11 guys waiting outside my home for a sighting will leave me alone. You freak me and my kids out. Thanks to everyone else for all the love and respect and for continuing to unfollow accounts and publications who share photos of children. You all have the power against them. And thank you to the media who have a no kids policy. You make all the difference. Much love, XXB. And she posted a carousel of all these very sweet pregnant images including an image with taylor swift yeah or the swifty in the room um i love blake lively but i do sometimes forget she exists which i think is really nice for her i think that is nice i think that's really ideal especially for someone like her who clearly wants her privacy literally just said that And, you know, you do a movie, you do press, everyone loves you, remembers you, and then you can go and do your thing for a little bit. And I'm not sure how far along she is, but so far she has been enjoying her pregnancy and privacy. Yeah, no, it's nice. She looks beautiful. She's so stunning. Like, it's actually not fair that, like, a human being like her exists. And she's, like, she's so stunning and she's looked like that since she was 16. Like, that's actually how she was born, which makes me feel worse. Because, like, remember when they named Bella Hadid the most beautiful woman in the world? And it's like, well, that makes me feel great because that's not what Bella Hadid looks like. So not even the most beautiful woman in the world looks like the most beautiful woman in the world. Right. But, like, Bella Thorne, I mean, not Bella Thorne, Bella, what's her name? (laughs) Who are we talking about? Blake I'm having a stroke. I'm having a stroke. Wait. Blake, Blake Lively. Oh, my God. You were stuck in But, like, Bella. Blake Lively, like, she literally looks at, like, how she looked in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Like, it ain't right. Yeah, she does. And I'm happy. But it's nice to have, like, aspirational people, too. Yeah, but it's it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for her, though, and, and her mans and their family. Yeah. And she she's, like, she's sweet. Did you watch... Um, the episode with Shannon most of it um so did you see the Ryan Reynolds thing no so like he had this um like story come out he basically like had a colonoscopy and there's a video to prove it and before I read the story I was like going off about how he's just like a thirst monster and like I'm kind of over him and he's like desperate and then I read the story and it's like this amazing thing he did for like colonoscopy awareness with like a charity like I literally felt like such a bitch so you don't think that anymore like that he's annoying no I do actually but not as it pertains to that particular story because that was a nice thing it wasn't the right time to drag it wasn't the time or the space for the conversation okay what about now (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I just feel like he's weirdly so A-list but he also does stuff sometimes that it's like giving desperado vibes and I'm not talking about the colonoscopy thing because that was really nice like using his platform I feel like he's stuck sometimes in like this cycle of like clickbait buzzfeed like I'm gonna do Chrissy Teigen vibes yeah yeah he's like still on that like PR track he can't get off like now like the thing is you know posting funny TikToks or like he could be dancing with his kids and instead he's like doing like prankster shit. Yeah, like he just gives like he gives like low budget energy sometimes when he's so A-list, like him and his wife. Yeah. 
That's what I was trying to say, but I chose the wrong moment. It's okay. And I apologize. It's okay. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Wow, time like truly flies by when you're being hilarious with your sister and best friend. Oh my God, and don't forget about Bruno. Can you guys hear him snoring? Rasen, Strassen, Rasen, Strass. Rasen, Strassen, 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 Rasen, Strassen. My sweet angel Bryce, mommy loves you so and I'm so proud of you. Cause I'm your lady And you are my bride Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am You don't have anything to say? We still have TV recap Okay, you're just like going a really long time Okay, fine Uh, Sorry, I do have something to say (laughs) Okay Today's episode is brought to you by Next Evo. If you've ever wondered whether your CBD was working, that means it probably wasn't. And Next Evo Naturals is developed by SmartSorb Technology. It is clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times better than regular CBD oil. Because oil just doesn't mix with your water-based body. It works faster, too. When you feel stress coming on, you're not going to waste time wondering if it's working because you'll know that it is. So SmartSorb technology improves CBD's ability to be absorbed, getting into your system in as little as 10 minutes. Most CBD oil, whether that comes in tinctures, gummies, capsules, it achieves between 2% and 10% absorption, which means more than 90% of what you think you're getting is actually wasted. And Next Evo Naturals are scientifically formulated to deliver more CBD in a way that your body can actually use. It's proven 29 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. So whether you're into CBD or not, there's so many brands out there now and it's hard to know which brands work and which brands, you know, you can trust. Personally, I take CBD when I have trouble sleeping um, and you'll know instantly if it's working or not because you're still awake or you're not. So I have found really great results with Next Evo CBD. I think the absorption is way better. It's fast acting and it can help relieve, you know, stress, if you're feeling anxious, if you're having trouble sleeping. It's not just another CBD company. It's backed by more scientific studies than any other CBD brand. It's developed by experienced consumer consumer healthcare and pharmaceutical professionals. It is vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, THC-free. The capsules and gummies are derived from 100% U.S. grown hemp. So you'll stop wondering if CBD is right for you. Just try Next Evo Natural capsules, gummies, mints, and topical creams that are clinically proven to be better absorbed by your body. You can also get 25% off your next, your first order of $40 or more at nextevo.com with promo code TOAST. That's 25% off at nextevo.com, promo code TOAST. Great. Our fifth and final story, some heartwarming news for this Monday morning. Manti Teo gets a hero's welcome at Notre Dame as ex-football star makes his first public appearance at a game since the Netflix release documentary on him being catfished 10 years ago. I don't want to spoil anything about the documentary. I mean, Olivia gave me like the gist, like his grandma died and some woman catfished him pretending to be his grandma's reincarnated spirit. No, not even close. Uh Oh, Olivia didn't say that. Maybe, no, maybe I misunderstood. I'm sorry, not even close. Like, it's pretty close, but like not the reincarnated, oh. not the reincarnated spirit. He was catfished when he was a junior and senior playing football for Notre Dame by this man who now um, identifies as a woman. It's confused. Like at the time, 10 years ago, it was a man pretending to be a, a woman online. Now mm-hmm. she goes as a woman. By she. By she. So, but at the time of they filmed the documentary, nobody knew that Renaya, who was the person who um, was catfishing Manti, that now Renaya identifies as a woman. So the pronouns are just kind of out the window at this point (laughs) because of the catfish situation. Right. Um, But he was catfished by Renaya, like they were in a relationship um, online, and Renaya, like, couldn't get out of it also Renaya is like an insane fucking narcissist like is Renaya in the documentary yes and that's what makes it but so that makes it really interesting and uh, between the two of them telling the story and they really have you know with a similar story of how everything happened um between them telling the story and us hearing from Naya is what she goes by now and seeing like really how insane this person is like really Mm -hmm. delusional and cruel and then I think actually the thing that makes the documentary is Manti Teo. Uh, what a yeah. man. 
what a, the world was so not worthy like and what a thing to happen to him he was literally up for the heisman trophy like one of the best oh. football players in the country ready to get drafted to the nfl he actually def- like when he was a junior after his junior year they were like he could have gone to the draft but he decided he wanted to play his senior year at notre dame and like the school mm. loved him so much he was like this huge role model for the whole community and it was just it's an amazing story and after this and stuff, this thing like this took whole, him down this thing took him down he must have lost millions and millions of dollars in con like because he should have been in the first round of the draft pick when he did draft and he wasn't and like one Why? of the because this whole thing like and no one knew really for sure like was he a part of this because he played his senior year for his grandma and his girlfriend who passed away on the same day and it was this amazing story and then it came out a few months later like there was no girlfriend and so it was like did Manti oh, make this yeah. up as like this story for himself to like get some you know maybe he wouldn't have been nominated for the Heisman if he didn't have such a great story about him um so it it kind of sullied his name and I think a lot of teams and people like maybe didn't think he was involved but just didn't want the drama and he didn't get drafted till the second round and which takes your contract from like huge dollars much less if I were Manti like I would fucking sue the shit out of this woman and every million dollar that I did not make like and the thing about Manti is like he forgives her he and he like and he just could never be me like I would never fucking forgive this person I'm always shocked when like the perpetrator agrees to sit down for the documentary one because like you're never gonna come off the hero and two like you're probably just better off like having people not really know what you look like yeah well, I think when it all happened, like Renaya said that um, he like she then like what couldn't get jobs or anything. Um, I maybe she thinks now this is like clearing her name and hearing from her was like good for us to see like how twisted this person could be and like you really know it thinking, makes for great entertainment. Really thinking that she was like helping Manti. Like at one point she was like, I would like tell him you know things about the game that he because. Uh, oh my god and he would, like really thinking that she was responsible for his success just delusion mental delusion. illness and it also shows like the, just the role of the media and like bringing someone up like everyone was like all yeah. in for Manti and then they just fucking chew you up Destroyed. and spit you out and so even sad. like his football game changed after the whole scandal because he like couldn't trust himself anymore because he's like no of course his like his therapist said he was like have you forgiven Renaya and Manti's like yeah yeah and his therapist like have you forgiven yourself no and he like hadn't it was just an amazing documentary I know everybody watched it like two months ago and I'm like so fucking behind but let me live <laughs> um and I just like justice for I don't know what we can do for Manti he now is married and has um a baby girl and so I, I think he's thriving and he Good. did play some years in the NFL but obviously not to the degree that everyone thought that he would and it's just like this person out of nowhere like came into his life and fucking ruined it and nothing that he did like deserved it like nothing that he didn't like seek this person out like just so messed up and it was so I'm sure at the time two people were like how could this big you know college player have a girlfriend that he's never met and it's like he when you hear the circumstances it actually makes a lot of sense he was from Hawaii he played football for Notre Dame which is a Catholic school but he's Polynesian Mormon so Mm -hmm. at like at Notre Dame he definitely was a bit of a fish out of water and like this person reaches out to him on Facebook who's part of his community and feels you know like home and they create this like they start talking and I think it was just like someone he could open up to I'm literally gonna cry like taking advantage of a vulnerable person Claudia like I could I literally could cry and I just don't know how we can support Manti now but we absolutely have to now I think for him he should be a motion, motivational speaker because he's literally yes. the most positive like precious gem of a Manti that I've ever you know we ever need Chris Jenner to manage him yeah there and I, I Olivia was telling me that like when the documentary came out like there's been this whole Manti renaissance Good. which I'm, I'm so Good. happy for um and I just let me know how we can support Manti in all of his endeavors because I fully intend to. Well, I think we can all start by just following him on Instagram. I think that's a currency these days and it can't hurt. Yeah, so true. So anyways, he went back to Notre Dame for the first time in 10 years to a hero's welcome. He's like choking up and like oh teary eyed. 
And the whole stadium is like going crazy. Like Manti was like their hero. Their hero. So if you haven't watched it, you should watch it. Claudia. Okay. By the way, I'm literally, I have to eat lunch after this and I have like two hours to do nothing. I'll put it up on my computer. Can't wait. And then watch Tell Me Lies. But let's do TV recap. Yes, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm so curious to know your thoughts because we finally got down to like the 818 drama. Um, I think the big blow up that everyone has been talking about since before the season even premiered with Kathy happens next week. Lisa Rinna is the the perpetrator of it. But before that, like I really want to talk about like this break in the group, how like everyone's leaving Kyle's house. And Kyle looked a little crazy, but like I thought she was totally justified in like being so upset. Like Dorit's her best friend. Like I think sometimes Dorit like wants to be married to her and Mauricio. And for her to leave, I totally understood like wanting to feel safe. I totally get feeling safer in a hotel than in a house. I get that. But like, I don't know, like running around with Erica, like it it would hurt. And obviously for some reason, this whole Kimosabe affair like was a really big deal to Kyle for whatever reason. Either it's the fact that like, she spends a lot of time there with her family or just her getting the, the store to agree to film and close down was a big deal. And the way like nobody came, like that would have upset me too. No, it would have upset me, but I did not feel sympathy for Kyle. Um, I thought she was acting like a child and a loser, honestly. And the whole Ooh. like, you know what? You can't, you can't predict like what event is going to slap, what event is going to be like, you know, you can't even on a trip of lay people, you know, sometimes it's the best nights or like when you didn't really have much plan. And sometimes you go to the extent of planning so deeply and like it just doesn't people aren't in a good mood, like people don't want to be there. Like trips are just funny, especially girls trips. You can't plan mm-hmm. what the best moment's going to be. And like Kyle just kept trying to like manufacture this yes, moment moments. at Kimosabe, And it's like. I don't feel sorry for you if you cared about people being there and having fun. Like, you would have had them drinking Kathy's tequila. You saw how upset that that made her. And so, like, I was so upset for Kathy on behalf of Kathy the whole episode. And, like, Kyle is really the perpetrator in that instance. And it's like, okay, so you want Dorit there, but you don't give a shit if your sister's there? So, by the way, true. And they did have Kyle's, I mean, Kathy's tequila, but they like weren't, it's like, it's like they were told they have to have it and put it out, but they forgot. They just had it and they didn't do anything with it. And like Lisa Rin is so intentional. Like the way she's like, my friend, Kendall. Bleh. Okay. Oh my she, God, if you're friend. so close, first of all, if you're so close to her, you would have already tried it. No, it's been out for like a right. year. It's been out for like right. a year and like, stop. And it's like awkward at her being like my friend, Kendall Jenner, when like Kyle is actually best friends with Chris Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, and as much as, yes, Kyle and Dorit are very close and Dorit happened to be off with Erica all day. Like Kyle, Dorit and Erica and Lisa are really close. I do think all four of them are kind of interchangeable. Um, And Erica just happened to be like in the room with Dorit and Dorit happened to be there too, to, you know, she was going to be a friend to Erica just because that's the friend that she woke up next to. I, I don't think it was really about picking sides or anything, but just like trying to be there for Erica. It's so weird because I mean, Erica has lost her fucking mind. Like, she beyond. has. She has. But I felt like for the first time I was understanding what she was trying to say. No, by the way, of course. And you know what? If I'm in her position and like I've just been dragged for over a year into being called like some terrible things that I'm definitely close to, but I'm not responsible for. I understand the frustration, but like the lack of self-awareness to the fact that she's filming a TV show. um, Like she, it's like, she's really just decided she doesn't give a fuck what the audience thinks of her, even if it gets her fired. Yeah. She doesn't care what the audience thinks of her, but there were two things that I felt like fell slipped through the cracks of like what she was trying to say, which was one that, she you know everything with her has to be like allege this allege that even the victims like until it is proven like mm-hmm. she has to say alleged victims yep. now I I think that there are victims 100 mm-hmm. percent but from what I understand when there's like a big class action situation like this there are nefarious actors who come yeah, like in, ambulance chaser vibes who come in and try and like get something too yes. so she can't like if she just sweepingly is like yes they're all victims like she's actually might be giving credence to people who don't have an actual grievance to to so totally i do think that that is 
is sort of prudent of her. And then also, like her saying with the earrings, like if she just gives over the earrings because that it's feel- admitting. Uh, by the way, no, no, not I even totally not even it. that it's admitting guilt, but just because it feels like the right thing to do. Again, like that money, whatever earring money, could go to some of those claimants who are not legitimate. As we just established, there are people who come out of the woodwork yeah. who try. Like that's just not the way that things are done. So when she's yelling at Crystal and it's like you, you're just doing that out of the court of public opinion. But like there is a law, and I will follow the law. Like. I, I I understood what she was saying. It's like, you can't just like operate based on feeling, especially when you don't know which of the big group of people, which are the legitimate victims, which there are, and who are people who are just, who are trying to further victimize those people. Right. So she didn't get her point across in any good way, but that was like good way. the first time where I, I feel like I actually understood her frame of mind. No, for sure. And by the way, I'm like sympathetic to the fact that like what she's going through fucking sucks. But I think just the way that she acts towards the women is like and unevenly like, yeah, the way she got so mad at Kyle when like Kyle really didn't do anything like calm down the way she's just so unrelenting on on Sutton. And I thought it was so manipulative how she was like to Crystal, like I've been such a good friend with you. I sat with you while you cried in Mexico. So basically in Mexico, Crystal and Sutton had gotten to like a dumb fight and Crystal started crying. And Erica was so like, ha- like hating Sutton, like to the 10th degree. She doesn't even like Crystal, but she went over to Crystal to be like, look, we're all victims of Sutton. It was so calculating and right. so manip- manipulative. It actually like, it looked pathetic. It looked so desperate on Erica's part that I wish Crystal had been like, please, you didn't come over to me for me. You came over to me to like make this group against Sutton. It was so obviously like manipulative. Sorry, my phone dropped. I can't believe Crystal didn't see that. Like, you're just telling me and I can tell you that it's like she didn't care. Like, she didn't even look at Crystal twice before that. And now she's like, I get it, girl. Like, I get it. Like, it was so fraudulent. Yeah. Also, um, I had mostly been hearing about all this Diana stuff, like from you and like from like Instagram or, you know, people just talking about, oh, Diana's like so evil, whatever. And that moment, the first night that they got to Aspen was like really nasty. The C word. The C word, like so nasty. But taking that out of it, like up until that point, I actually, am I the only one who like kind of understood where Diana was coming from about the miscarriage thing? Like, For sure, by the way, like that was a weird thing Sutton did at Garcelle's party. Yeah, first she comes in being like, you can be here, but you're bleeding, but you're miscarrying. It's like, shut up. Like, this really happened to this person. And like, and then in order to say like, oh no, I do care. She's like, telling her something that she hasn't like and expecting a a warm reaction no so that's where I disagree I think like no one's really talking about because like Diana's the worst but no one's really talking about how like it all started like Sutton that was really fucked up what she said like even if there was inconsistencies and like you're on bed rest but you're here like shut up um but everything that happened after that in that conversation and then just afterwards like is so insane like Diana's so out of pocket on so many things. She's such a mean girl, like beyond. And I think like Sutton, like for the one time in her life, like decided to be on the offense and she like handled it like in an extremely unethical manner. Like that was not cool. What she said to Diane about the miscarriage, but then every, like, it's just incessant. It's nonstop. And like, she just, she could have decided she doesn't like Sutton and like moved on from it. But like, she just keeps going lower and lower. And like, when they're all just like sitting there and everyone's being mean to Sutton, like not just Diana and the way that Garcelle's like the only one with a heart is so beyond surprising to me. And I, I don't know how Sutton pretends to be friends with Kyle. Kyle is the worst fucking friend. No, and She's Kyle, a terrible sister, a terrible friend. Kyle is like doing this thing this season where it's like, I'm just going to be fucking lazy and just talk about everybody else's beef, not get involved in mm-hmm. anything and just like continue to bring shit up when people are on the mend or like just constantly she is stirring the pot. Like it's so crazy. In a she's really not even, obvious way. She's not even being subtle. Right. And it's like she did it to Sutton all last season, like bringing up mm-hmm. any awkwardness Sutton was experiencing. It's like, let things just happen. And then this season, she's doing it all the time. And it's so weird. I don't know how, like, someone doesn't call her out. And just, like, that whole conversation in Aspen was because of Kyle started it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Kyle brings everything up. And she's gotten, like, lazy over the years. You're right. Like, she used to have, like, a really good way of being, like, subtly 
bringing stuff up. This time she's like, so let's talk about Sutton. Yeah. Like she's not even good at hiding it anymore. No, she'd be like, thanks everyone for coming, but it feels like Sutton and Diana don't like each other. Let's talk about that. But, 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 but when Kyle and Erica are having a fight and Kyle's really torn up about it, she Mm -hmm. wants to speak to Erica privately. But she insists that everyone else air their shit out in the whole group. So last week when I was telling you about like her and um, Kathy, like her just kind of blowing up Kathy's spot at every chance with the purse and the slippers and you thought maybe it was her way of like getting in on the fanfare. What are your thoughts now that you've actually seen it? I think it's a little bit of both still. I do think it's her still like just trying to, you know, be in on Kathy's moments because everything Kathy does is like accidentally iconic. Viral. Um, But I also think it's like her wanting to just like put her down but I mean, if Kathy does snap next week, I, it's shocking that she didn't snap sooner. Like she's so disrespected by Kyle mm-hmm. and and Rinna too, and she's in a house with yeah. him. Like, why is Kathy in a bunk bed? She's your sister. She's oh my your god, older sister beyond. Too. She's your older sister. I would never put Olivia in a bunk bed when there's other rooms that I put my friends in. Oh my God, totally. The accommodations is weird. When I saw Kathy laying in the bunk bed, I'm like, wow, she's a real trooper. Like, even though she's like this hoity-toity Hilton, the richest one of the group, like, she's laying in a bunk bed. Also, everyone's like, oh my God, this thing next week, it's so big. Like, it's so crazy. But if Lisa Rinna is our only witness and narrator- And it's not on camera. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a big fat nothing burger, honestly. I don't think it's anything. I completely agree. I don't think it's anything. And I think if we're going on the word of Lisa, like, I'm, this is nothing. It's a nothing. A hundred percent. And by the way, um, justice for Kathy. Like the way Lisa had the absolute gall to say in her in her confessionals, like, all right, Kathy, like promoting the tequila, like it's a lot. We get like you're kidding me, right? Yeah. You're kidding. Rinna Beauty, yeah. Rinna, Rinna Rose, and that's just this season. QVC. Yeah. DNA clothing for your kids. Like every, every season, it's another low-budget affair. At least this tequila, by the way, they sent me a bottle because I was firmly Team Kathy. They reached out. Thank you, Casa del Sol. It's backed by Eva Longoria, a ton of celebrities. It's extremely legitimate. Like, jealous wench much, Lisa? And it's not like they don't drink tequila. Yeah, like, it's not like she's literally bringing them yoga mats, okay? Like, and they're all partying, like, let's do yoga. It's not a big deal. And Kathy's just, Kathy's not a professional thirst monster like the others so yeah it are her overtures like a little over the top like where's the tequila because she's just a normal human being she doesn't think how can I subtly like have an advantage in this scene she doesn't think the way the other women think in order to like promote themselves without being obvious she doesn't care she's on the show she's famous oh this is a great platform I just invested in this thing let me put it on the show yeah yeah I really felt for feel for her on this trip and I, I I'm it's gonna take a lot of convincing and some real fucking footage for me to turn real footage so they filmed the uh, reunion this week. Um, it's, I think, the only reunion in history that doesn't have a cast photo. Andy said, like, it was so, they, they could not speak. Like, nobody got up for a photo. They all just left. They didn't even realize till afterwards that they forgot the cast photo. That's, I wonder what the beef is, like, and if longstanding friendships are being challenged. Because if it's just the usual, like, Garcelle versus everyone who's so fucking mean, um, and yeah, and Garcelle having to put all morality on her back. No, it's, but thank God we have her. Thank God we have her. She is just, she, is she not? Like, do you, like, do you understand what I've been saying? Like, is she your favorite housewife of all time? Like, she really is. Cause like, she's so on the money and, and she's still funny and entertaining and all that. And like, she sticks up with her, for her friends. Like, even when it's not popular, like she's, yeah. she's that saying like, what's popular isn't always right. And what's right isn't always popular. Bruno. Sorry, Bruno loves Bruno. Um, So we'll get back on track with the recaps this week. And tomorrow's episode, we'll try and do House of the Dragon. Um, and Unburden Yourselves. Unburden Yourselves and Untold. On what? Untold. That's what the series of documentaries of the Manti Teo thing is. Got it. Okay. And Untold. Um, <laughs> so that was our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Test and Millennial Morning Show where we deliver the fast life stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us Morning Test, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.